Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Ready Player One. What did you think of it? I really liked it, although I thought I had seen it previously because you read the book and then you went and saw the movie and then you came home from the movie and told me the entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought I had seen it and then I was like, you know what? I don't think I ever actually saw it. I just did a very good job of describing what ultimately is a very shallow plot. I knew so much about the movie that I knew that Lena Waithe was H. Right. Like, you were like, it's going to be such a surprise when you see who that is. I'm like, I already fucking know because you told me about it a year ago. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm flattered that you listened to me. I do listen to you. I did read the book. Well, I listened to the audio version of the book, which is narrated by Will Wheaton. Oh, fun. Which is why you probably thought that the voiceover in this was Will Wheaton. Yeah, I did. And Will Wheaton is actually a character in in the, the book, book? okay yeah he's a consultant for the oasis oh interesting okay basically the movie takes place in the future it's like tw- it's like 2045 so i think it's like 25 yeah. ish years in the yeah. future it's about this guy uh halliday who was born in 1972 and is clearly <laughs> clearly a surrogate for ernest klein the writer <laughs> who um i've been doing a lot of soul searching after having watched this <laughs> like i started to say i Listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was my favorite book. Yeah, you did love it. And then I saw the movie. I remember you were like, oh, they did pretty well considering they couldn't yeah. get the rights to everything. But I remember feeling kind of empty. But then I coincidentally felt nostalgic for the movie and really wanted to revisit it. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel now? Even more empty. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I think. Basically, why it appealed to me, and mm-hmm. I've thought about this a lot, mm-hmm. is Ernest Klein and I are the same age, and it's this fictional world where it wants to validate every nerdy obsession we have and make it seem like it's possible that all this shit that we know way too much about could potentially be important one day mm-hmm. when ultimately it really isn't. And that's a, a big difference between the book and the movie. I forgot how the movie ends. Basically it's about this Easter egg hunt yeah, in this VR world. Mm-hmm. And you have to solve these three puzzles in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more in the book. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when you do that, you get control over this VR world, and then you can decide what happens with it. Yeah. And then there's an evil corporation called IOI that's trying to take it to monetize. The yeah, Oasis, so they can charge you for it, even though it's already monetized. But apparently, you don't want it monetized by these bad guys, even though, like I said, yeah, it's it seems already- like it's monetized because you have to buy like the system. Mm-hmm. You know, and and all the stuff for it. Yeah. But I guess they want to monetize it as as in like each like world you enter, each game you play, like that would be monetized as well. Yeah. Which I mean, it's for which is I mean the idea behind. I mean, I get kind of where he's coming from because they were saying you know that about the internet where they were very concerned about the government taking control over the internet because then they could charge you for visiting websites even though you're already paying for internet right they were they wanted to charge on top of that like what kind of sites you could visit Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so i understand it's just like ultimately it's just a nickel and dime thing right so it's about these egg hunters gunters Mm -hmm. and um our protagonist, Wade, yeah. who his avatar is Parzival, mm-hmm. ends up winning and in the movie decides that real life is pretty cool, too. So he shuts down the Oasis two days a week. Yeah. I don't remember if he shuts it down completely in the book, but I do remember at the end. Here's another huge difference between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it's set up that he has these team of friends right from the get go. Mm-hmm. He meets Artemis, the love interest, right in the first challenge. Yeah. Where in the book, they don't really interact that much. He just has kind of a crush from afar. Uh-huh. And they finally meet at the very end of the book. Oh, okay. And even he and H are kind of like friends, but they're rivals because they're both trying to win all this mm-hmm. stuff. Where in the movie, they seem like partners. Yeah, they're like best friends. Yeah. And they're best friends in the book, too, but I think it makes it They're more competitive. In the book that it's um, kind of, like, gross that your best friend is someone that you don't actually know. That's not gross, though. Like, lots of people make friends online. Yeah, but it's, like... Lots of people make, like, gaming friends, you know? Yeah. It's not... I don't think... I don't think it's fair to say that that kind of thing is gross. Okay. I think we're in an age now where we can be friends with people all over the world, all over, you know, wherever. And maybe, you you know, you don't get to meet each other in real life. Yeah, that's true. Like, Dougie. Yeah. For example, Mm -hmm. he and I have never met in real life. We've never even had a phone conversation. Yeah. But he's a person that I do consider friends. So you're right. I I was wrong about that. But the book makes it a lot. The book makes it seem like it's kind of an odd thing that. He would and be friends it takes with place over the know. course of like like a year, mm-hmm. and like he is such a loner mm-hmm. in the book where he ends up when he starts getting a little bit of fame, mm-hmm. he gets an apartment and he just kind of like isolates isolates for like a year. It's just like him and the sex doll, and it's really gross. gross. Like he's really gross. Well, you can see why you can't really put that in a film, you know? Right. But the book builds up to this thing where it's like, oh, maybe the answer to a fulfilled life isn't being a loner. Maybe it is making 
genuine friendships and connections and everyone comes together at the end of the book as opposed to at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and help Wade win mm-hmm. and and he and Artemis end up meeting in real life like I said at mm-hmm. the end of the book and they do fall for each other and he kisses her and it the book kind of ends with him saying you know what and I kind of realized that I don't really have a lot of desire to go back to the oasis because real life is kind of cool yeah. and I think that's a much better message than the movie which where they keep it yeah. they keep the oasis but I mean <sighs> They do add that bit a little bit at that. He does say, like, real life is pretty cool, too, you know? And I think that's awesome that the book did that where they were like, yeah, you know, like, real life is more important. But I also think that because of the way technology is, even though you're playing games, it's like sometimes you're still bonding with people that you would never get a chance to meet in the real world. I also kind of look at the future that they create and it's largely similar in both the book and the movie. So the whole world has kind of turned to shit. And it's never really clear, did it turn to shit because everyone became addicted to this VR life? Mm-hmm. Or did it turn to shit and everyone, everyone became addicted to this VR life because it turned to shit? Like, yeah. it's the cause and effect yeah like what was the reason yeah i mean i get what you're saying i guess the hope is is that you know things just kind of got shitty and everyone instead of i guess violence or you know you know rage you know turned it somewhere else and decided to escape yeah well you're escaping it but you're not really like doing anything to make anything better Mm. so i see what you're saying I was able, I guess, personally to watch this and feel like we couldn't really go this way. I mean, as much as people are doing VR, like, I don't know, I don't really see everyone escaping into that 100%. I think there's too much. I mean, as much as people spend a lot of time on the internet, I think with, um, and this is going to sound really stupid, but with like influencer lifestyles, they do experiences a lot you know what i mean well i don't think like it's a one-to-one comparison between the oasis and vr but i think there's definite similarities between or definite parallels between the oasis and technology in general Mm -hmm. like i know when i play video games i am oblivious yeah i know and same with you being on instagram yeah I, I don't even pay attention. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we both have those things that kind of turn us into real world zombies. Yeah. And that's why I kind of am looking at Ready Player One much more critically now than yeah, I did before. It makes me feel really gross about the fact that there aren't very many references in this that I don't get at least on some level Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what does that say about me that oh i don't know i mean i (laughs) you had told me in great detail about the shining sequence (laughs) right (laughs) which is why i I was like i couldn't tell you who the treasurer is but i knew that that was mobile suit gundam even though i've never seen anything gundam in my life Mm -hmm. why do i know 
something about pop well, you, culture that I have never really. Well, you also used to work for PlayStation and you used to have to test out all these video games, you know, because you'd have to demo them. So there's just like these, you know, you just have random bits of knowledge because of, you know, because you were working for PlayStation, because you had to do all these demos on all these video games. So it's like, it's not like you were wholly invested in these things. It's just something you had to touch on. So you kind of know about it. Yeah. I don't think you should beat yourself up about that. I mean, there's, you know, people know plenty of use, you know, not useless, but know, know plenty of random things because they just happened upon them in life. You know, you just stumbled upon it or you happened to see that movie or you happened to, you know, have to learn how to play this game for work or whatever. You know, you shouldn't feel bad for experiencing these pieces of popular culture. You shouldn't feel bad for knowing about them, even that, like, just because they're referenced in this, you know, heavily pop culture influenced movie. It's like, that's the point is people are supposed to know it. Mm -hmm. And even though everybody doesn't know it, popular culture touches everyone for the most part. I don't think you should feel bad about experiencing that. Well, here's an interesting thing that's in the book, but not in the movie. They stress a lot that both Halliday and Wade are both atheists. Mm -hmm. And the woman who lives on the first level of the stacks that yeah. lives in, who has like one line. Yeah. She's just like, Arr. yeah. Yeah. She's a much larger character in the book mm -hmm. and she's very religious and he's just sort of like, man, you know, she can have it. They really kind of hit home the fact that he's worshiping pop culture like a religion. And even in the movie, like he's bowing before mm -hmm. Halliday and there's a lot of like Halliday's avatar is like in the heavens and yeah, it, it's, there's definitely like a God thing going on. Well, I and think that, I mean, yes, I picked up on that too, where it's definitely like mimicking a religion, but I think that's true of people who are heavily involved in anything. If you're heavily involved in religion, if you're heavily involved in like, video games or you're heavily involved in psychology or whatever like you tend to see people that you respect and idolize as godlike mm. that representation didn't seem weird to me i guess okay. i felt like yeah these people all of these people are using what this person created as a way to escape and feel good of course, they're going to, you know, of course, he's going to be represented as sort of this god. I guess this time around, I just see the whole work as Ernest Klein trying really hard to validate himself. Mm -hmm. And in turn, because I feel like I relate so much with Ernie Klein, mm -hmm. it's making me self-evaluate stuff. Like last year, I became a big fan of the band Idols. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, I want to know everything there is to know about Idols. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even downloading stuff that from their demos that is really hard to find and needing to know like Mark Bowen, a uh, guitarist, used to be a dentist. And, yeah. you know, like... Why do you why feel do I need to know like the drummer's name is John Beavis? Like why can't I just like something casually? I don't understand why you're beating self beating yourself up about enjoying something like as fully as you can. Because I think there are more important things to enjoy. What do you feel like you're missing out on? Genuine human relationships. You don't think you're focusing on that? Cuz I feel like you and I are 
always working on our relationship and trying to communicate. And we are working on this genuine human relationship that we have with each other. I think we're always working on that. We're always communicating. And you're doing that with your son. And you're doing that with your mom. You're always trying to connect with these people. I don't really... If you feel like you're lacking something, okay. I mean, it's hard right now to connect with people because we're all quarantining yeah maybe that maybe that's playing into yeah because there is a big disconnect that i feel as well yeah like over the last year because you know normally you know at least every couple of months i'd be able to go out and have a girl's night but that doesn't really happen now because we can't really be going out and doing things as a group we have to be careful because you know we have a baby and your mom lives with us and We just need to be very careful. So our social circle is much smaller than it normally is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. I'm so smart. You are. This this episode feels like therapy. Does it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you. And I think, you know, I think you're really cool. Well, I am. Oh, yes. Um. (laughs) Yes, obviously. Yeah. You're okay. Oh, uh, (laughs) thank you. I love you, too. I love you. For a movie that took seven years to get made, they definitely didn't put a lot of thought into some things. Like, I know you've never seen Iron Giant, but... No, but I I, I did know what the, that the... That's what it was from. Iron Giant in the Iron Giant movie mm-hmm. is all like an anti-war. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's this battle machine. He's a battle that's, machine, yeah. 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 Uh, did you point out to me that Battletoads were in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they did Battletoads, which were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle knockoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. The Shining sequence, which, I mean, I felt like I'd already seen mm-hmm. because, you know, you, <laughs> told it, you told it to me beat by beat. But it was actually fun to really see it this time. Because, like, they when did you were telling. a great t- job of recreating they it. They did a really good job. All digital. It was amazing because you were telling me when it's creating practical things like that Mm -hmm. is amazing it really is like the maze the shot that they had of h where it was from down low but it was behind like jack's legs and you could see the axe like Mm -hmm. the way that was shot or the way it was framed oh it was so good. Yeah. So we just got done watching the latest season of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the making of feature that's mm-hmm. also on Disney+. And Bryce Dallas is talking about how she wanted to do a shot for one of the episodes she directed. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau said, like, well... In real life, you wouldn't be able to put a camera there. So we want to make sure that the look of the show feels like something that could be done practically. Mm-hmm. And I like that mentality. Mm-hmm. And Ready Player One does not do that at all, where it's just sort of like a magic. And It is, yeah, because it's I a like fantasy. It, you know, I like it more when there's a meticulousness paid. And I, it's a preference thing. Mm-hmm. And I like that that's the preference that John Favreau had. And I was hyper aware of Steven Spielberg not really having that here, which, you know, it, most of this movie takes place in a VR world. So, yeah, yeah, so much of it is 
you know, completely CG where, you know, it's it looks like you're watching a video game. Yeah. Which I thought would bother me more, but really didn't bug me that much because Mm -hmm. I thought it would bother me because when I watch video games, I'm like, this is so stupid. It looks like shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that they necessarily look that shitty anymore i get it you don't like that we have an atari 2600 (laughs) i just mean you know anyway oh my god back uh, you know like early 2000s when i used to watch my friends play video games i'm like god this is stupid it looks like shit and i'm like not having a good time but this didn't bother me because it looked good even though it looked like a video game it still looked good Mm. And it included, like, the conversations that they were having with each other while they were in avatar form. It wasn't doing this constant cutting back and forth between them, like, talking in VR suits to, you know, or even, like, typing on a screen, which I know a lot of movies do nowadays, which is good and bad. Mm -hmm. I like the choice that they made there with that to let these scenes just be CG instead of cutting back and forth Mm. which i think would have been really jarring i think that actually flowed kind of nicely i did become hyper aware this time of how many perilous situations could have been easily avoided (laughs) by shutting off the game (laughs) i mean yeah you know how like if they took off the headsets they left the game yeah so when they're in the dance club and all the bad guys come in why don't they just go oh (laughs) date ruined true you're right about that (laughs) (laughs) there are certainly those instances where it's like why don't you just turn it off or why don't you just do this or that or like when they're about to get shot like just take your take it off you won't ruin you know right because it's like if you get killed you lose all your stuff Mm mm-hmm but it's like, well, if you know you're about to get killed, why don't you just log out? So, yes, that's so, <laughs> that in, doesn't quite make. In the book, too, no one is movie star good looking. <laughs> you know, like, well, yes. Yeah. I mean, most people aren't movie star good looking. Right. You know, it's I, even, I was very I was aware of that being like all of these people in this movie are incredibly good looking. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. And it's kind of a. A thing in the book, too, where Artemis makes her avatar more curvy and stuff Mm -hmm. instead of like a androgynous David Bowie elf. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I noticed that. I was like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. I think it's funny that Olivia Cook says, I don't really look like this, Z. And it's like, well, you do. You You just don't have short. You just don't have short hair. Your eyes aren't as big. But right. (laughs) Because she has like anime eyes on her avatar but yeah olivia cook looks a lot like laura jones to me i can see that yeah yeah like a younger laura Mm -hmm. jones yeah yeah i really like olivia cook so do i i think she's because we saw her do we see her and me are all in the dying girl Mm -hmm. did we see that we saw it outdoors we saw it outdoors or no no um, the cast from it introduced breakfast club yeah breakfast club yes that's right they did a whole like they just played the trailer but the cast was there and that was when we were sitting who are we sitting behind duplass mark duplass and his wife katie something but i remember being like you know for the record i'm not the one who name dropped no i did i definitely did it it was because it was like my favorite star sighting ever is that we were sitting behind mark duplass 
<laughs> and his wife. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I was too much of a chicken shit to say anything, but... Well, I'm glad that you liked this movie. I did like it. I liked it a lot. I thought I enjoyed the pop culture references. I mean, I really liked the book um, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs by Chuck Klosterman. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I like re-engaging yeah, this, in nostalgic popular culture. This book is very dense, and it's a lot of dissertations on why rush is the greatest band ever that's so funny and why instead of the shining and uh the book it's war games with matthew broderick oh interesting and it's a lot of let me explain to you every detail about war games oh and why halliday liked it mm-hmm. and um there's not a lot of suspense in the book because it's just a lot of like wade has devoted his entire life to following in Halliday's footsteps. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of like, so you have to recite every line from the movie War Games, and it's going to be this daunting task. Luckily for me, I've seen War Games like a hundred times, so (laughs) that's how the book reads. Okay. So it turns out it was actually a piece of cake. That's funny. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought the cast was great. It's a visually amazing movie it is visually quite amazing spielberg said it's the third hardest movie that he's ever made i believe that you know because you have to have two separate worlds and find a way to marry the two like so that going back and forth between them isn't so jarring and it's pretty much lena waif and ty sheridan are the Mm -hmm. only two americans in this movie yeah isn't olivia cook She's British. She's British. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Ben Mendelsohn is Australian. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is British. I also really liked Lena Waithe. I really enjoyed her a lot. And I really liked her as H, especially the part where she's like, you don't know who she is. She could be some 30-year-old guy in his mom's basement. (laughs) And then, you know, the reveal that, you know, even though he thinks that H is a guy, that H is a woman. He's. Mm -hmm. I liked that reveal. I thought that was... Even though I knew it was coming, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. The H avatar in the book is just a white dude. But H in real life in the book as well is a black female. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if the book kind of explains like why she wanted to have an avatar that was a white dude. Mm-hmm. Unless it was because in real life, I'm double minority. Let's see what it's like to. Yeah, to not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I also liked what's his face's password? Santana or whatever. What's his name? The boss man. Ben Mendelssohn guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I liked his pet. Wasn't it like boss man, boss man 669? That made me laugh. Because that was like 69 at the beginning or end of literally anything. <laughs> Santana. It's Sorrento. Sorrento. I don't know why I thought Santana. I should have known it was Sorrento because of Sorrento's pizza. Ty Sheridan, American. Olivia Cook, British. Ben Mendelsohn, Australian. Lena Waithe, American. Well, TJ Miller, American. Simon Pegg and Mark Rylance, both British. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Simon Pegg does an American accent in this, and I could not see him as Simon Pegg the entire movie. (laughs) Even though I'm like, he looks exactly like he is Simon Pegg. He is Simon Pegg. But when he's talking in an American accent, I'm like, who is this fucking guy? Like, I couldn't. Yeah. Like, my brain couldn't handle it. I didn't know that Hannah John Kamen, who plays Finale, Mm -hmm. 
was British, but she is. Oh, cool. I've seen her in this, and she's in one of the Marvel movies as well, too. I was wondering if I'd seen her in anything else, because for some reason I thought she was in Blade Runner, but Mm -hmm. that was a different actress. Yeah. They both had severe bangs. I have a hard time now seeing Ralph Ineson, who plays the uh, aunt's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Without picturing him from, like, The Witch. So it was kind of funny to see him in a a VR suit. Oh, (laughs) shit. I forgot about that. And he's British, and the aunt was, too. Mm -hmm. And even the guy with the tattoo on his face that kidnaps. Oh, that kidnaps um, Percival. Where was this filmed? I just wondered if it was filmed in the UK, since they have so many British actors. Listen, they're just better actors than we are. Oh, my God. They are. I mean, probably. I don't know. I'm not an actor. Oh, yeah. It was filmed in the UK. Yeah, suck it. You're right. It's very sad in the book, Daito and Show. Mm-hmm. It's Daito and Shoto in the book, and Daito, the older one, mm-hmm. is killed in real life by IOI. Really? And Show, being the younger one, like ends up getting like uh, brutal revenge for his own only friend being killed yeah honestly that's awesome yeah but i'm glad that they didn't kill him in real life yeah like i'm I'm glad they didn't kill him in the movie i'm surprised the kid who plays show Mm -hmm. philip zhao this is his only role really and he was good he was really good he was so fun when when they realized that he's just like an 11 year old kid he's like yeah yeah i know Yep. he was so he was really good i love that they kind of foreshadow it when they're in The Shining, and H asks, like, I've never seen this, have you? And uh show is just like, yeah, but I watched through my fingers. <laughs> kind of oh, like previewing, like, oh, Like, I'm a little, a little kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. You reassuring me that I'm a good partner makes me <laughs> not mad at myself for <laughs> this movie existing. You shouldn't feel- I have weird issues, boo. I'm so sorry. It's okay, babe. So do I. You don't just have issues. You have a subscription. I do. That's why I've been going to therapy for years and years. <laughs> I start Monday. I know. It's going to make you feel- I don't know how it makes me feel necessarily. It's like, I feel good, but I also feel like I'm not ignoring things that make me upset or things that I'm- worried about i don't know like i guess i just feel like it helps me feel more aware of who i am and what i want to give to other people and who i want to be well this was a uh, surprisingly deep episode of i know it's like we just watched annihilation all over again Mm. Uh, man, we should have watched Ice Pirates instead. We would not have had a deep conversation. No. Would I have just been yelling at you the whole time? Like, why the fuck would you make me watch this? I don't know. Probably. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We have a Facebook group. We do. So go find that if you're interested. Mm-hmm. It's a fun community. It is. It's really fun. I love reading what everybody posts and all the movie suggestions. And You see that Dougie wanted to do, like, awards? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did see that. And that was delightful. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a funny guy. He is a funny guy. I do hope one day we can go to Australia because I would love to just see the world. Hang out with him once. Yeah, for sure. I would love to go to Australia. I've I've never been off of the continent, and I would love to do that. I mean, I have, but I know you have. But I mean, you know, it w- it would be nice to truly. The only other country I've been to is 
Canada. So it would be nice to go somewhere besides <laughs> North America. Oh, yeah. It would be very cool. I hope someday we can. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.